God, we thank you so much that you are. God, we thank you that you are, Father. You are God. You've sent your son Jesus to this earth. God, we are so grateful to be in your presence this morning, God. Guide us now as we walk through uh, the season, Father, to, to see your son Jesus clearly, God. Who died once and for all for us, that we might have life with you. In Christ's name, amen. Go ahead and have a seat if you would. And kids, go ahead and be dismissed. Head not with Ben and Amanda this morning. Um, Let's uh, kind of take into this a little bit. Let's let's say a prayer for for our children as they go back um, there. God, I thank you so much for our children and the many that we have, Father. And I'm, I'm grateful that you show us the kingdom through the eyes of our children, Father. And, and I, God, I pray for Ben and Amanda as they teach the gospel to our kids this morning, Father. Pray that you would uh, guide their words and the gospel will be planted deep inside of these kids. We love you. We give our lives to you, Father. We give the lives of these children to you. In Christ's perfect name that I pray. Amen. <clears throat> I want you to uh, I want to read some extended piece of scripture this morning. and It's going to be a little bit different. Um, this morning. Uh, don't open your Bible and, and read along with me. Just listen to my words and, and look at the image that's on the screen. Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread. And after he blessed it, blessed it, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for the many for forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sang a song, sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, you will all fall away because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I'm raised, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter answered him, saying, Though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, Truly I tell to you, this very night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same. Then Jesus went with him to the place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to the point of death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face, and he prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. 
Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and he found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going, for my betrayer is at hand. While he was still speaking, Judas came, one of the twelve, and with him a great crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I will kiss is the man, seize him. And he came up to Jesus at once and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and he kissed him. And Jesus said to him, Friend, do what you came to do. And they seized him and laid hands upon him. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews, Jesus said? You have said so, Jesus said. But when he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you hear now these many things they testify against you? But he gave him no answer, not even a single charge. So that, with that, the governor was greatly amazed. When Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took water and he washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. And all the people answered, His blood will be on us and our children. Then he released Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus to the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole battalion before him, and they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, twisting together a crown of thorns. They put it on his head and put a reed in his right hand, and kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him and led him away to crucify him. And over his head they put the charge against him, which read, This is the king of the Jews. Then two robbers who were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left, and those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself if you were the Son of God. Come down from the cross. So the chief priests and the scribes and the elders mocked him, saying, He saved others, but he cannot save himself. If he is the king of Israel, let him come down from the cross, and, let, and God will deliver him, and we will believe in him. But he trusts God. Let God deliver him now if he desires him. For he said, I am the son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. Now the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lima sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, This man is calling to Elijah. 
And one of them at once ran and took a sponge and filled it with sour wine and put a reed and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, wait, let us see if Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook and the rocks were split. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the other Mary, went to the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen. Come and see the place where he lay. God, we thank you for your story. God, we thank you for Jesus. God, I pray that the death and the resurrection of Christ would be so present in our minds as we walk through this season, Father. God, your son was Lord at his birth. Father, change us by your Son and all that he is. You are a great and mighty God. You sent your Son, Jesus, to come to this earth as a servant, as a, as a peasant, Father. But he's king as this little child. Born in a barn, poor teenage parents, king of the universe. God, connect our hearts to his whole life. We thank you for Jesus. It's in his name I pray. Amen. So this Advent season is a little bit different than uh, typical for us. Um, we're calling this series Reversing Advent, and the idea is to just go completely backwards, um, starting with his death, as I, I just read, and his resurrection, as I just read. Because the, the point of, of all of this, of the point of Christ coming to this earth, is to just change everything. The way that we think, the way that we live, the way that we serve, who we serve, who we love, how we love, all of those things are just completely changed by Jesus. And we're going to go, we're going to work backwards. Starting this morning, thinking about and talking about his death. But I, I had that image of the baby Jesus behind us as we're reading that story. For, we, for us to understand, as we encounter Jesus this season, as we encounter Christmas this season, I want us to know all that Jesus was and did and accomplished, was present in that, that tiny child. And everything 
changes. And my hope is that we would reverse Advent and it would change us in the way that, that we think and the, the way that we love. I want to read a few facts, reflect upon a few facts about Jesus as a child, as a baby. The birth of Jesus has as its goal the cross. You're going to see pictures of Jesus this, this, this season. I want you to know that the goal of, of that tiny baby is the cross. The brutal torture and murder of this baby is, is the goal of Christ. The pouring out of wrath onto this innocent life, the complete abandonment of Jesus is the goal. We gather around him and we, we sing songs like joy to the world. The Lord has come. We sing songs like silent night and, and we, we drink hot drinks and wear scarves and, and you know, it's, it's like it's sweet and it's quaint. But the goal of Christmas the goal of this child is complete abandonment. Is murderous, torturous death to which he spoke not. Every right to say, stop it. I'm the king of the world. He didn't speak. That that idea would ring in our heads with every song that we sing this year. Every gift that we give, every church Christmas gathering that we go to, the goal of this child is the cross, brutal torture and murder, pouring out of wrath, complete abandonment, the death of Christ, and three days in the grave. But the beautiful part, the part that we ended with, reading the scripture in Matthew, the goal of this child of this birth is the resurrection is the defeat of death and the chasing away of darkness and the victory jesus has come to this universe to reverse the way that we think a kingdom has been established with a death that's backwards a kingdom has been established with a death a king has come as a servant his death has brought us life So let's look at his death. If you have your Bible, open it up to Isaiah chapter 53. Again, this is a passage you probably see and study around Good Friday or Easter. But it's a Christmas story. Isaiah 53, starting in verse 2. And as we look through some of these things, I want you to be looking for places where Advent has been reversed, where our idea of what a king is supposed to be like, or how we're supposed to think, or how we're supposed to act, how it's been reversed. Isaiah 53.2 is Christmas, is a child. For he grew up before him like a young plant, like a root out of dry ground. 
He had no form or majesty that we should look to him. He had no beauty that we should desire him. Completely backwards. If we were God and got to make up this story about how Jesus is going to come, how the king of the universe is going to come, this is not how it would be. It would be completely different. And this, this is like everything that we see belongs to Jesus. I wonder, like, we think about that consistently, and you've probably heard pastors say that before, especially when we talk about, like, giving and money and all that stuff. Like, everything, everything belongs to Jesus. He gets to decide whatever. Yet this is a tender plant, a young plant, like a root out of dry ground, He had no form or majesty that we should look to him and no beauty that we should desire him. Reversing Advent. It's just completely backwards to our minds. Then verse 3. He was despised. He was rejected by men. A man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. This is backwards. This is God. This is Jesus, the king of the universe. Everything in the world belongs to him. Yet he chooses to come. He chooses to be despised. He chooses to be rejected. A man of sorrows acquainted with grief. I want you to see the language and feel the language. And as you you look upon a manger scene this season, as you decorate your houses, may this ring He was despised. He was rejected. He was a man of sorrows and he was acquainted with grief. He knew grief. We think we know grief. We don't know grief. And he was as one from men, from whom men hide their faces. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Think about those things. Surely, verse 4, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Again, backwards. He, the perfect one, has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. I want you to think about the reversal of, of, of everything that Christ was when he came here. Carrying our griefs, carrying our sorrows. Like this world is so quick and ready to, to lay blame. It's not my fault, it's yours. Or if, if, if someone wrongs us, we're quick to, to point it out. Wrong me and, and like, I'm going to hold it against you. But here's Jesus, perfect. Carrying our sorrows, carrying our griefs, willingly. Knowing from the very beginning, knowing as he sat in the, in, in the manger and slept and cried and, and 
knowing all of full well where his life was headed, carrying our griefs, despised and rejected. Those that were given charge to be the leaders of the church were the key figures despising and rejecting him. Yet we esteemed him stricken and smitten by God, afflicted. Verse 5. Here's some reversing Advent ideas. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. By his stripes we are healed. As you encounter Jesus this season, understand that it's your transgressions that wound him. It's your iniquities that crush him. And the peace that you have was brought to you by his punishment. And the healing that you have was by the punishment that was inflicted upon him. And here's the thing. We can, like, this is, this is great for us to, to consider and think through and understand and engage the season with this knowledge of the end in mind at the beginning. But it, it, the, the point of this is not just warmth or, wow, wasn't that great? That's part of the point to lead us to worship. But, but the other part of the point is to change who we are. Because if this is Christ and we're called to be like Christ, to reverse Advent here in this earth, the punishment that brought us peace is our call. Understand this and see this and don't just see it to give you a warm feeling inside of your heart and around a, an emotional time as Christmas. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace and with his stripes we are healed. All we Like sheep have gone astray. We have all turned one to his own way. All of us. Every one of us are like sheep and we've gone astray and we've turned to our own way. And God has laid upon this perfect king the iniquity of us all. And here's the Here's the beautiful part. Verse 7. He was oppressed. Like every ounce of my soul, when I experience oppression oppressing me, I want to respond to that. I want to break out of it. I want to point out the fact that you're wrong. Stop it. When I see it, Like part of what's in us wants to break out of oppression. And it drives me crazy. I have a good friend who's being oppressed 
And it drives me crazy. And I spend a lot of time angry about his oppression. He was oppressed. And he was afflicted. Afflicted is a, is a really strong word. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. And what was his response? Yet he opened not his mouth. Because even as a baby, he knew what had to happen. Like a lamb. Like a lamb that's led to slaughter. And like a sheep that is silent before its shears. So he opened not his mouth. This is our God. This is our Jesus. This is our King. This is our Lord. I want to just ask you to, to close your eyes for a minute. I think we've painted a picture here of Jesus. I want to read these verses again. And I want, to th- want you to think about this idea of reversing Advent and the season. For he grew up before him like a young plant like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look to him. He had no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men. He was a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised. And we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him, was the punishment that brought us peace. And with his stripes, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that is before its shears is silent. So he opened not his mouth. Father, we... God, Father, I ask of you 
in this moment, Father, to invade our spirit, God. God, would you come into our hearts and into our lives and burn into our brain the beauty of this reversed, upside-down life, this way of thinking, this Jesus, this King. And God, would you arm us with this knowledge and change us in this season, Father. God, you are miraculous and your son is beautiful. God, as we see beautifully decorated houses and lights and, and we're excited and and rightfully so, Father, celebrating your coming, God. And even this auditorium, this, this room, Father, and the, the beautiful stuff that's in front of us, God, it's beautiful and we're grateful for it, Father. But may we see it juxtaposed against a dusty, tiny baby in an animal's food bowl, God. May our way of thinking be changed, be reversed, Father. May we see you as a broken and bloody, abandoned, smitten king on a cross. Even as a baby, may we see that image. And God, would that change us? Father, I'm a weak and broken man seeking to know you, Father. May you grant it to all of us this season, God. We might experience you in the season in a way we've never done it before, God. Thank you for Jesus.